Welcome to the Inspired Wild Podcast. If you hear road noise, it's because we're traveling. We're leaving our Colorado elk hunt. I told you in podcast two that if you, there was a third portion, something exciting probably happened. Um, I'm here with Tanner Vernon Striven. AR or Aaron Ray is sitting in the front seat and I'm in the back chilling out. So, um, here we are guys, we're going home from an exciting elk hunting adventure. Let's uh let's talk through last night. Tanner, why don't you uh kind of lay out what you and I did? We did we kind of split up. AR and Clint went to a blind where we hit saw quite a quite a few elk go into uh, uh, this big draw and there's a blind right at the at the front of it. Talk us through how we how that laid out. Well, so we in the uh, from our uh, glassing point in the morning, we uh, found a pretty good herd of elk with a decent six in it, and uh, we watched them go up this big draw, and uh, they disappeared into the quakies at the head of this draw. Um, so we figured, you know, they're going to bed in there. There's, there's nice, it's out of the wind, good shade in there. Um, and they just like to bed in that stuff. So uh, we set up last night, we hiked in and tried to put ourselves kind of just above the mouth of that draw. Cause we, I mean, they're going to come down to feed and water in the evenings. Um, you can't really tell where, uh, just kind of got to give your best educated guess. So we uh, tried to put ourselves there um, where we thought they were going to come down and uh so we hiked up in there and sure enough bull started bugling oh probably well he bugled a couple times early but not till after seven probably uh kind of late before he really started getting going so um we kind of worked in a little closer to him and they just never really moved out of the thick stuff there yeah, they were nasty two-thirds up the up the, up the up that little pocket yeah several hundred yards up the po- pocket in the aspens and and brush and um that stuff is just thick it's oak and uh choke cherry and a few mixed in aspens but that stuff is just nasty and they just uh hung tight in there all evening till dark they we don't even really know where they came ended up coming down at because they weren't really making any any moves at all uh in the daylight yeah, we we were that was our kind of a last ditch last ditch effort for us, and uh, I think we did good getting into position. The problem was we we got into position and realized we were too high on the opposite ridge, and we did have some cows that came from the draw to our north, and they popped over, and we were hoping they would come in and that would help pull out the cows that that nice bull had with him and he was a good six point we think it might might have been that same bull that we called uh in the other night but we weren't sure but he's still a, still a good six by six just didn't work yeah out. we made a good play i mean it would have it would have been pretty good i think if they'd have moved earlier but they just they just stayed tucked in that stuff till late so yeah they, he was bugling by the time we dropped to the bottom we were we thought, well, it's got to open up at the bottom. <laughs> we dropped in there, and it was nasty. Yeah, it was bad. It was nasty. We were thought, okay, we'll get to the bottom now that the thermals have changed, and that the, you know our scent is going down the down the draw. We'll head up the draw right underneath them, and we'll make a 
some calls and, you know, kind of make a, a last stand. Uh, we couldn't get 20 yards in there. No, it's bad. It's thick, thick. Yeah. Yeah. So it was dark, and we were coming out. We had to climb back up to get out. And uh, uh, you found a pretty good deadhead. Yeah, I found a little deadhead buck, four point. Pretty good deer. Be, would have been a nice deer. Lion probably got him. Yeah. But that's always that's always fun to come across. It makes me wonder what, what happened. Yeah. But So then we got back. Went to, went to loop loop around and we'll hand this off to AR. Tell us about your setup and what you guys had going all evening, AR. <clears throat> well, we also glassed with y'all that morning from that same point, and we found this other herd, and that's kind of why we decided to split up. We had two different herds to go after, so and that morning we seen them go right by one of the ground blinds Q had set up. So we decided to take our chances by them coming, coming down the same spot they went up and setting that ground blind. We got in there and got settled in and shoot, they started bugling up there where we kind of figured they were bedded by five o'clock, you know, which is about an hour earlier than they had been. Right. And they just kept talking up there and didn't seem like they were moving much, so wasn't really getting our hopes up we were thinking you know dang they're just they're taking taking their time coming down and about that time a cow stepped out and how far how far when you first saw that cow how far was that cow at oh about 60 yards probably up the draw yeah up just just up from us there and of course i'm instantly thinking getting down to the wire here you know it's always always good putting meat in the freezer and about that time, I'm thinking up, trying to decide whether I want to take her or not. Old bull up the up the draw bugles again. It's like, oh man, <laughs> better 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 wait, better wait. <laughs> Surely he'll take that same path, you know. And then those those seven or eight cows there went on and headed towards towards the bottom. And all of a sudden we see some more cows but they're coming up high they they loop way above us and the bulls are right there's actually two bulls in there wait how, wait let me let me stop you how far did the cows go like when they dropped down to the bottom did they walk right there in front of you guys yeah they come within 35 yards oh so you could have you could have shot a cow oh yeah yeah could have could have ended right there and been happy you know with meat in the freezer but it's hard when when the bull's still bugling and you're thinking he's going to come come the same path right, you know yeah. you want to wait and take your chances with him and but then the the rest of the cows started going up higher and the bulls were with them so we're we're kind of down in the dumps now you know we we think our chances are are over it's we're down to the last 20 minutes of light. Are you kicking yourself now for not shooting that cow? I'm, yeah, I'm starting to kick myself for not shooting that cow. And uh, all of a sudden, that that bigger bull in there, he starts running the the other, the both of them, I'm pretty sure, were five by fives. And he starts running that other one back, and Clint, he started calling a little bit, and... Uh, 
all of a sudden that other bull he 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 comes down low he's in that little lower draw that we're in and boy it started starting to heart starting to go you know it was like dang this this i think this is gonna happen and he just he come down there and presented me with a good shot and was fortunate enough to to take him well let's take a step back here so what exactly happened first <laughs> shot yeah. You got to, well, I mean, come on. I wasn't going to tell everybody about that one. But. <laughs> you got to. That's just, you know, for me, it's it happens to every one of us. So, t- But talk through what happened and and how remarkable. I think it makes the story even better. Well, that ground blind we were in, it was, it's set up for bow and rifle. In my opinion, it's more of a rifle. Right. Just because it's the, got. The it's window a, configuration, you it's know. It's that big square. Uh, very comfortable blind. Oh yeah. Um, but it's and it's got vertical uh, corner windows, so that are probably about three foot long by what eight inches wide. Right. In the corners for bow, and then you have your horizontal, which are just take those same windows and turn them sideways, but they're in the middle. And so the first, because of the uh, we were, Q's got that tucked up into an aspen grove. So you've got a couple of aspen trunks that just don't line up quite right with right. the bow, with the bow part of the you know with the bow windows right. Yep. Okay, take us from there. Yeah, you can. So he's coming down, and he, I range him about just under thirty-five yards, and uh, he gets in a little opening there, and I can see him perfect with with my eyes, you know. And so we we I think I made a little call and stopped him was drawn back and right before i was getting ready to let it fly i looked down to make sure my arrow was going to clear that window like no that ain't gonna happen <laughs> so i well I, at least you didn't you didn't let it go and then end up you know making a ruckus and yeah because i was the whole time i was just sitting in that blind i was like man i don't know how i'm gonna make this work but wanted to use that advantage of being in that blind to kind of contain our scent so I anyway I started to lean up a little bit to try to try to get that clearance for my arrow and in the meantime I clicked the trigger and <laughs> sailed that arrow and it went where it went over the top of him how not even close right no not even close so 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 you shoot does he freak out or he just just a little bit I mean he didn't know what happened and he actually kind of come down a little bit closer and I get another arrow knocked and and then I he's in he's in a different window then and which he's which, in the window I should have let him come to in the to beginning begin with okay so he, he moves into one of those bow windows versus just, one of the it's such a small I didn't want to go to that one because if he didn't stop immediately he's going to be too far because of that aspen trunk but luckily he was right there where I could I kind of leaned over and squeezed one, could squeeze one through there, and just center punched him. And what do you think uh, the yardage was on that second one? Twenty-five. About twenty-five yards. Yeah. Okay. Top pin, almost top pin. Yep. And uh, so, what happens next? It, it's literally ten minutes till last light, right? Yep. So he he runs off, and then we we see more cows up there, kind of where he took took off. So. We didn't want to jump out or anything, you know, and start looking for blood. 
we just kind of let things settle down by then it's pitch dark and they eventually walk off or whatever and we we sneak out there in the grass wasn't going to go looking for him or nothing you know didn't want to push but we just wanted to find the arrow or find some blood you know give us something to get started with to give you a better feeling because when i when i shot i couldn't see the arrow hit but it, it sounded good right you heard it for yeah. sure yeah and it sounded like a you know the old uh pumpkin hitting a pumpkin yeah yeah you, you, yeah, you said yeah. that to me when we first come up. i felt good then you know after hearing that but then getting out you know not finding the arrow not finding any blood start start getting that sick feeling you know right well the, the advantage we have is we do have video mm-hmm. assuming that clint hit record which he did the other thing clint did was after you shot over that bull's back he did a great job of stopping him yeah and uh you know he cow called just a little the bull stopped and and clint cow called and um you were able to get settled in and Mm -hmm. and uh and so yeah so then we show up how long had that since the the time we showed up to when uh, you had shot how how much time had elapsed probably a good 30 minutes okay 30 to 45 minutes you know <clears throat> okay time so we let everything settle down the right. and and we looked around for about probably 10 minutes and then we got out of there mm-hmm. because there were still elk around it honestly was just the right thing to do at that juncture um and uh and we got out of there and went headed back to the house or headed back to the uh you know the the little house we're staying in next to, to q's lodge and uh and the first thing we did, of course, was pop it in the computer, the footage, and, you know, frame by frame. So, yeah. Tanner... That, well, may, that might be yeah. the only advantage to filming. Oh, yeah. sure. That, <laughs> is, that, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Is being able to watch the, you know, playback of the shot, so... And what, what was your gut uh, telling you, uh, AR, when you saw that first, uh, when we were looking at that footage? It was telling me we had a dead bull. Yeah. You know, you could just, especially after, that's what everybody's saying, you know, oh, yeah, that bull's dead, that bull's dead. So We, we kind of, um, we went frame by frame. We found the frame right before the arrow hit the bull, and um, we took a screenshot of it, and then we highlighted the arrow. So, you know, uh, partly he was in some, some scrub, grassy you know kind of brushy stuff so he you couldn't see his belly but you know how deep their their chests are and it looked like you were a third up right behind the shoulder yeah which is was great you know if, if you're shooting 3ds that's and you're a broadside target that's exactly where you want to hit i looked at it sent it to q first thing he said is that's a dead bull yeah so, yeah, yeah. So how was you, how'd you sleep? I guess that's the next question. Well, better than I thought I would, but still, I would wake up every now and then, you know, still kind of running, running plays through my head and right. thinking of things I could have done different or just hoping we we'd find him, you know. Right. And so we waited. Q met Q who had been gone on a mountain goat hunt, and they actually 
were successful. So he was coming back in when I texted him last night, and he said, "All right, I'll be there at the 6:45, and we'll let it get light. Let the you know let those elk move out of there and and head on up to bed, and then we'll go find him." And it was the coldest night we've had. So uh, I think when Q pulled up, he said it was 39 degrees. So that was we had that advantage too. We knew it was getting cooler in the evening, and we didn't have to worry too much about uh, spoilage. Right. So, all right, talk us through uh, that uh, that that ride over. Yeah, you, there. I was definitely starting to get get more excited. You know, ready to put ready to put hands on him. Uh, then we get there and back to the same thing where we left off last night. You know, not finding the arrow, not finding any blood right away. But we wouldn't. We were just looking there in one spot where the shot was instead of going on to where I'd last seen him and finally Tanner the hound dog that he is <laughs> wait a minute let me stop <laughs> let me uh, let me interject so Tanner's colorblind well it, not, to a not. certain extent yeah meaning that Tanner if you had a drop of water or a drop of blood on the ground he couldn't tell you which was which pretty close maybe maybe that's an exaggeration but pretty close to that he does he has a hard time Brown, seeing browns and reds like especially when the, the blood is dark like that is it's it's, it's hard r- for you it's rough it's rough it has to be a big pile so so tanner our our blind cameraman <laughs> our colorblind cameraman starts wandering around and take it from there yeah and when he hollers down hey i got blood and Everybody keeps saying if Tanner finds blood, it, it's a lot of blood. So, <laughs> so where were you? Why? How did you find blood, Tanner? Well, I just, I just kind of guessed. I mean, that stuff's kind of thick, and I mean, there's a bunch of oak brush. I just kind of, just kind of guessed since we didn't have a place to start. I mean, you just go through and look. Okay, where's the most likely? What's the least resistance for a wounded bull? And. Uh, that's where I went, and I mean, first shot. I mean, they're right in the middle of the trail. There's blood strung out everywhere, even that I could see. So, um, yeah, you that's just, a good sign. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 explain what you were shooting there, uh, as far as broadhead and all that AR. I was shooting the Wasp uh, fixed blade, uh, three blade drone. I think it's a inch and an eighth cut, super sharp with a chisel tip on it, and. Mm-hmm. And you blew right through him. Blew right through him. Oh, yeah. Right, right. So, Tanner wanders up there. Um, and and I, wasn't Q looking up in there, too, General yeah, he Area? Was, he was a little bit below below me on the Did ridge. you ever back trail that blood at all to uh, see? Yeah, I did. He And it didn't, it, he didn't, he wasn't bleeding for very long, only probably 20 yards before so, so I found that blood. So, I mean, he just, it took a while for that blood to kind of fill up the cavity. And, and start spilling out. Yeah. And then when we got literally to that, up to Tanner, we, I think we went 10 yards maybe. And then all of a sudden the blood stopped. Yeah. And now we're on a very, very uh, distinct trail. And the blood stopped. And then uh, take it from there. Yeah, and uh, so we're just kind of looking in circles there, and I'm 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 pumped up, you know, from that first sighting of blood. So gives me something to go off of, and man, we are. We, we're, there's a chance we're going to find this bull, and, and shoot, we didn't walk another 
10 yards from 10 20 yards from where you first found the blood and yeah very laid and well that's not exactly what happened <laughs> because tanner once again comes into play you gotta well. you gotta embellish the details you're 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 so kind <laughs> I, I, what I saw from my point of view was the blood trail stopped, and then Q started noticing the oak brush to the right looked like somebody had just sprayed blood, like there was blood in the middle of the oak brush, and that's what got us thinking: Did he come through here? And then Tanner, Tanner's down there. He's videoing the bull before we even see it. I know it. he, <laughs> wa- he he gets he he knows what's going on, so he wanders off. And how how did you put it, Tanner? Like, uh, he's laying right here, guys. <laughs> and in exact that same tone of voice, kind of like condescending. And, uh, uh, guys, he's laying right here. <laughs> so, so that was, that was pretty exciting. And he had done exactly that, gone up the trail, and that was it. He was done. And he kind of kicked through that oak brush and, you know, was caught up on the bottom side of it. But we couldn't see him. It was like, um, it was so thick. Yeah, you had to you had to be on that side of the bush to see him. Mm-hmm. But he ended up what didn't go seventy or eighty yards. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and so then you know, obviously he 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 died quickly, but at the same time, like we couldn't find any blood last night or an arrow. So um, you know, we could have maybe maybe walked up there and found him, maybe, but then. At the same time, we could have walked up there and he was, you know, gut shot or liver shot or something, and he could have took off running again. So it's kind of a kind of a hard deal there. But we, I think, we played it right by backing out because you just you don't know. Um, And even even the video, like we're we're make it sound like the video is super clear. It's dark, real dark, and he's standing in grass that's up like halfway up his body so where the arrow actually uh goes like where he actually hits him is behind grass you can even see a couple seeds on the grass right right in front of him you know kind of pop off when the arrow goes through there so you know nothing was super certain from that from that video and and we didn't we because of the angle of the blind they couldn't follow him when he ran out of frame yeah he was out of frame i mean within a jump basically of of the shot so it's it was hard and it like i mean i like his like clint's iso was cranked and you know shutter speed was as low as he could go pretty much and he was pushing was wide open and i mean it's still kind of dark i mean there's probably it's probably what 10 10 minutes from yeah from legal light from legal light yeah. uh till the end of legal light and yeah that, that's one of the hard things about shooting with the camera is your camera light is gone you know 15 20 minutes before your your legal light is is over and so we were, we were I, I don't know was, some of these new sony's though i think you can almost you can get a lot closer with some of these new yeah. Sony's. Well, and, and you could push it. Uh, right. It's just the video's going to look. It's 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 definitely not your high quality. It's going to yeah. be noisy and stuff like that. So, um, what you could see elk up there though. So he runs off AR, and he, and he's heading up that ri- that little ridge onto that little point. Uh-huh. And you, you're not sure if you ever saw him again, but you did see other elk and another bull. Yeah. And which could have been that other bull that was that was pushing cows in there. It but, could have been, but, but you don't know. No. 
So oh. you're you're looking up there, watching theirs, going, "Oh man, go to you know, where is he? Where is he?" Right. I was pretty certain that 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 last bull I saw there was him. You know, just standing there, and he kind of the cows walked over the crest, and and then I couldn't I couldn't pick him up anymore. So there was a thought running through my head there that he just dropped right there, but I just I didn't hear him crash. So right. Right. Well, that that's when we left, when we pulled out of there and watched the video, I think that I had a, I was pretty confident we were going to find him. You just don't know, is it, you're going to find him 200 yards where you're, you know, hands and knees with a, a blood trail that's, you know, pin drops here, pin drops there, or, or are you going to find him, you know, as we did? Yeah, he's a little bit of ways, but it, the only reason we didn't find him right away was because it's, you know, three, three and a half foot tall grass. And then you get from there into sage and, and oak brush. Yep. And he was tucked under there. So oh, we were pretty fortunate on, on the track time. And, and as far as getting him out of there, it was, you know, he wasn't, didn't climb way up the mountain or anything. Well, Glenwood Springs Canyon is a bumpy road. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting, we're getting, it's all like a, a roller coaster ride. Um, so this is uh has been a a a, a tough hunt um i say a tough hunt not because uh a tough hunt like oh we couldn't find elk but a tough hunt like we could we 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 didn't have that uh consistency of interaction that you would think of during the rut during september in colorado um you know I know I go to that and, and hunting is always hunting. It's if, you know, if it was, if it was easy, it'd be called killing. But last year it was, we had such a different hunt than last year, which was, um, a lot of, a lot more elk and, but the elk were acting elky, you know, yeah. they were, they were, they, there was, there was calling, there's interaction. Um, what was tough was there were so many elk. So this year we have fewer elk. And even fewer elk that are acting like they're interested in September, the rut. That you know, I don't know how many times we saw four or five cows all by themselves. There was not even a spike around. Um, so the heat, I think, has something to do with it. Um, I mean, you can do your theories on. I think they're behind, or you know, whatever. But we stuck with it. We stuck with it. And you know, Ar, you were talking about hunting to the last hour you know hunting that last day and and uh, before we went out and uh how how important and how many times staying just sticking with it will buy you that extra success that's right and uh well we you were you were kind of prophetic when you said that because it came true yep you know yeah, it was a pretty cool experience no doubt to keep working hard and and get the reward you know yeah. Tanner what do you take away from this hunt oh well I mean just that I mean you can it can happen just as easy um, in the last 10 minutes as it can in the first or the middle 10 minutes or eight. I mean it, the only time it's not going to happen is if you stop you stop hunting that's the only time you're not going to have a chance and so like a lot of these blown opportunities or whatever that we've had i mean 
after it's over, it's over. And you just, you got to figure out how you're going to get your next opportunity. And that's just, that's the way you're going to get it done. Yeah. What, what did you tell me on that hill last night when we were, well, I think we had one more little saddle to drop off uh, to get down to the ranger. You, you said something about how, how much different, but how much more fun that you felt like this was than last year, even though we had more elk there was we were watching more elk and stuff like that yeah well, i mean last talk, last talk year we just we spent more time just sitting there watching elk trying to figure out how we were gonna we were gonna get in on them and it's just we just didn't act as much uh, we didn't go we never went to the top of the ridge like we did this year where we called in that bull um we just spent a lot more time this year actually going after elk and and it was a little easier there in smaller groups so you mean you don't have you don't have to wade through 100 cows to get to a bull um, right in that sense so yeah it's just we just had a lot better uh we sweated more yeah we did we did we did we did and that, perspire. i i like that so yeah, yeah. it was a good it was a good hunt i liked it AR rank this hunt. I know you've killed a couple, two, three bulls with a rifle. This is your first archery elk. What do you think? Oh, it's even though we had rough and tough conditions, it's it's by far my best elk hunting experience. You know, as far as with the rut and kind of weird. I'm saying that because we're talking about how tough it was, but we did have one one night there that we just called in that bull that was really active and that was just an awesome experience and my heart was pounding like no other so we just yeah. didn't have consistency with that you know yeah. but I learned a lot from the from the trip you know we we adapted to the conditions and got the job done right that's for sure I, and I think that's a key Q and I always talk about that as you know being successful hunting in general means you can successfully read uh, the conditions and mm -hmm. you adapt you adapt your hunting style it's it's uh, you know uh, get being able to switch it up and say okay you know water we gotta hunt water so we're gonna hunt these bulls you know coming to water or you know uh, a situation where they're just non non-responsive you gotta you gotta do something different um, if you can't call them in, and I think that's uh, that's a good takeaway too, is that we we tried a couple different techniques, and you know we we weren't totally off. We you know kind of a little bit of spot and stalks mixed with some ambush hunting, uh, some calling, and then you know some sitting on some on some uh, in some blinds, some different things, and uh, we had opportunities. And we were, you know, every day uh, we really did, we, we had a chance. Not a chance to shoot at a bull, but we, we knew where elk were. We were, we were out there. We were, we, were, we were having the opportunity to put ourselves in a position to where, you know, a bull. When that bull that we called in came in, we didn't know he was there. We would just happen to keep, well, let's go look over this next ridge. And we did, and we're looking across actually at some cows that are on the opposite hillside, and we're like, well, there's the elk, and then the bull bugled. So. I felt like we did a good job, too, of not putting pressure on them. Right. You know, there's a lot of season left, and 
Q's got a lot, of, lot more hunters coming in there, so you don't want to run all the elk out of the country. Right. Well, and and yeah, you want to be able to hunt them a different day. It's it, it's it's unique. I mean, if you are from, I say this all the time. If if there's guys that are out, you know, from the Midwest, from back east, and they think elk elk hunting is a you may a once in a lifetime thing, you know. I think there's some opportunities. If you're if you're not set on trying to kill the biggest baddest bull out there, you just want that that excitement. There's some really cool stuff that you can do out here, um, in some of these states. Over the counter tags, you know, our tag was over the counter. Now, we were actually hunting private land, uh, and uh, I think there can be some advantages there because we did have some feed. I mean, let's be honest. That that uh, the feed in the bottom of that draw was, uh, or in that uh, you know that main main access area. Uh, that's a pretty big draw. Mm-hmm. But it was also water was huge that's this year. Probably the biggest. And and unfortunately for us, we had a creek going right down the middle of it. Adam, who's hunting not too far away, about nine miles away, um, there they didn't have the access to the water like we did. So he was hunting ponds, and they killed three bulls off of, you know, hunting that water because it's the only water in the area. So different tactics, different, you know, things work good. Well, and uh, it's so dry that the only water where we're hunting is right next to the road. So generally, like those bulls in in a lot of places can get up when the cows are bedded or whatever, and they can go to the water or the elk will all hit water on the way back to the bedding area you know most bedding areas have water so but these elk um, basically are watering at night because they're not going to come stand by the road and drink uh all right so it's that that makes it kind of tough you can't you can't hunt water in that situation there's a bunch of dried up ponds on that place this year and that's just and last year they were full of water yeah and it's just the year we've had just just nope. bad, bad year for moisture. Nope. Yeah, to be there a week and not get one drop of moisture is unique. And when you're in the, you know, in, in the mountains of Colorado, yep. You know, at least you get an afternoon shower. Mm-hmm. But well, I think it's been amazing, and uh, I'm so glad we were able to kind of document it and, and have some laughs and and poke fun of ourselves at ourselves and. You know, to a certain extent, but then to be able to stick to it and be able to come back with his third podcast and and uh, and have had success. So, and that was what I said going into this. My, I really wanted AR to have opportunity. I wanted to, if I killed a bull, great, but it, but I really wanted AR to have a chance. I appreciate and, the opportunity. Yeah, you got it. You know, it's been fun. We've been hunting whitetails together. Now this is maybe. A little bit more uh, out of your comfort zone, and and for you to come out here and do that with us, we're it's it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a blast. Heck yeah! So until next time, I guess. Well, actually, what's next for us, Tanner? We're heading to Kentucky in six days. Yeah, we're gonna go deal with some stink bugs in Kentucky. Oh yeah, <laughs> boy! For you guys out live out in Kentucky or in areas that have those little flying little stink bugs. You guys need to do some, drop some type of atomic bomb or I don't know something <laughs> and kill those things. Did you know D- Dustin, who's of course one of the producers, uh, Outback Outdoors, 
I think last month he found a stink bug from last September that was still alive in his basement. So he brought it back from Kentucky. And those suckers are, I mean, they'll be around when the cockroaches and, and after the nuclear war. Yeah, that's rough. But it's also fun. Big bulls, uh, humid conditions. Hunting Kentucky for elk is totally different than hunting yeah. Colorado. So we're gonna see. We're gonna find a big one, Kentucky. I I know. I hope so. I hope so. And then we've get get, get a chance to hunt with the Tackets again. We've hunted with them for two years, but this year Kelly, Todd's wife, is gonna be hunting with us. Yeah. So that'll be fun. We'll we'll definitely do some podcasts on that, and uh, keep you guys updated. And that is, I guess, Colorado elk is a wrap. Nice job, guys. Way to go. Ten four. Yep. Now we just got long drive home. Fun, fun. Yep. As always, thanks for listening to the Inspired Wild Podcast. And go out, discover what inspires you, and embrace that wild. God bless. We'll see you down the road.